this morning. Everybody ready? Here we go. This book is the infallible Word of God. Christ is its star, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. Today's text is taken from the book of Acts chapter 2. We're going to read 42 through 46. The word of the Lord says in the New King James Version. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Verse 46, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple the breaking uh, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Here's the key verse, verse 47. Praising God, and notice what it says next in verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Let God's people pray to Heavenly Father, Lord, your word is life. Anoint our ears to hear today and anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our lives together today. And let us forever be changed by the power and the anointing of your, of your holy word and in your mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. You know what we do before you see it? Look at somebody, smile real big and say, Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? We welcome you here at International Community Church. I want to read a couple of more verses of Scripture now that you are seated in Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 12, just three ver two verses says, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Verse 13, yet none of the rest dared join them, but notice what it says next in verse 13. But the people esteemed them highly, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women. I thought it would be appropriate to talk on the subject, a reputation worth having. This group of young people, they are getting ready to enter into a new season of life. And I thought it'd be an appropriate time for us all to be reminded of the importance especially as the church of Jesus Christ, the importance of possessing a good name. Character has been defined as what God knows I am. My reputation is what other people think I am. You see, God knows me better than I know myself, but understand my reputation has to do with how I am perceived by those who are around me. But God's word does have something to say about our reputation. God's word does have something to say about the importance and the power that goes along with other people's perspective of who we are. Now, I know we all, we all, we've all said and we all have a habit of saying, but I don't really care what people think about me. That's their problem, not my problem. And I get that idea to a certain extent, but I'm talking to the body of Christ today. 
And as the body of Christ and as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, our reputation, folks, does matter. Can somebody say amen? amen? Do you know why our reputation matters? Our reputation matters today because our reputation is our witness to a lost and dying world. It was in his letter to the Roman church that the Apostle Paul commends the Roman church for a few different things, but primarily for the reputation that the Roman church had developed back in their day. It's worthy to note that the very first thing, as a matter of fact, the very first thing that the Apostle Paul noted as he began his letter to the church in Roman Rome was the reputation, commending them for the reputation that their faith had established. Listen to what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 in verse 8. Paul wrote saying to the church, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Paul commends the Roman church for having such a love. He commends the Roman church for having such a devotion to the Lord God that that church's reputation was a result of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's the kind of reputation that I would like ICC to have. How about you? Go ahead and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. That's all right. You see, Paul testifies. He teaches us that the faith of the Roman church was being talked about all, literally, all over the world. And that doesn't, does not mean that every individual in every more corner of the world knew about the church of Rome. But what it did mean was that their faith, the church of Rome's faith was becoming widely known and having a worldwide impact throughout the Roman Empire. People were talking about, in other words, people were talking about what was going on over at that church in Rome. That's the kind of talk that is this pastor's desire for our city of Frederick and these surrounding towns of Frederick. That's the kind of talk that I desire to be talked about in regard to International Community Church. When people mention International Community Church, I want them to think of the divine, authentic presence of God being here among God's people. How about you? Lord, let that be said of ICC. You see, I want people, when they think about International Community Church, I want them to be able to say things like this. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. Look what the Lord is doing over there at that church at ICC. I want our church to be related, connected to the glory and the power of the presence of Almighty God. That people know that when they step into the sanctuary at ICC, they're going to experience what we're experiencing in this place right now. The presence of Almighty God. Because that is what's going to make the difference. So should our reputation matter? According to the Bible, the answer to that question must be an emphatic yes. But here is the catch. Before we are worried about pleasing man, let us first please the Lord. Because you know what happens when we as a church please God? When we are pleasing to the Lord, that means we're going to please the right people. And friend, we're going to displease the right people too. 
Because all that matters is that we please God. And once we have pleased the Lord, how many know today that God will take care of the rest? Somebody give God a hand clap of praise this morning. You see, Jesus Christ put it like this in Matthew 10 and 28. He said, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Jesus said, fear him which has power to kill both soul and body. So young people, those of you who are getting ready to enter into a new season of your life, as well as anyone else here today, as well as we as a church, let us be reminded that we please God first and foremost, and the Lord will take care of the rest. Fear God, not man. Fear the Lord, and you won't have to fear anything else. Because, friend, if God be for you, who could be against you? Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Bottom line is, church, we must be reminded, we all need to be reminded today, that our reputation as God's people does matter. When people see me in the community, for that matter, when our church staff sees me in the church office, now I'm not saying that I have perfected this, but I, I try to keep myself very aware of the reality that when they look at me, they should see evidence that Jesus is alive. <laughs> Sometimes I don't feel so alive when I walk through that, those office doors, but you know what? I have to remind myself that my life is a living testimony to those around me. So when I come in downtrodden in despair and discouraged and I'm ready to throw in the towel and it's obvious to those around me I'm not being a very good witness to the Lord that I serve. Can somebody say amen? As Christians, folks, we need to be aware of our countenance, and I know I'm gonna get to what some of you are thinking hopefully just in a moment, but we need to be aware of the message that we are sending to a world who is desperate for Jesus. And it doesn't matter how desperate I may feel emotionally, but as a blood-bought child of God, I need to understand that no matter how desperate, quote-unquote, desperate I may feel emotionally as a child of God, those in this world who do not have Christ, those in this world who don't have what I have, those in this world who doesn't have the favor and the grace of God upon their lives, they have it a whole lot worse than I do. So when they look at me and when they look at you and when they look at us as the ambassadors of Jesus Christ, the word of God serves to remind us all that they need to be reminded that there is a God. I said there is a God. I said there is a God in heaven who is alive, who sits on his throne. And even at my most desperate hour, I can still smile. That's right. I can still smile. I can still sing a song. I can still worship my God because I know that this ain't about me. This is about the God that I serve, who is the living God, who is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I said the same God who was able to deliver me from yesterday's trial is still on his throne today. Can somebody say amen this morning? I said bottom line is our reputation as God's people matters. Your reputation matters. Young people, listen to me. Your reputation as a child of God matters. We cannot afford to live one way in here and live another way out there. Can somebody say amen? Mom and dad, we can't afford to live one way in here and live another way out there. Can somebody say amen? amen? We cannot afford to do it. 
Why? Because people are watching us. Do you know that people watch us everywhere we go? Even when we don't even realize that anybody in the store or anybody on the job site really knows who we are, they're watching us. Why? When they know we are believers. When they know that we are children of God, we wear the name of Jesus. Proverbs 21 and 1 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving and favor rather than silver and gold. Let me put this another way. Proverbs 21 and 1 is talking about the value, the importance, the weightiness of our reputation. According to the Word of God, a good reputation is priceless. You can't put a dollar amount on possessing a good name. Ecclesiastes 7 and 1 says, A good name is better than fine perfume. You see, here's why. Our reputation serves as our influence. Let me say that again. Our reputation serves as our influence. So the type of reputation that you and I possess will determine the kind of influence that you and I are going to have on others around us. That means on the job site. That means at school. That means at church. That means in the grocery store. That means when you're walking down the street, downtown Frederick, or wherever you happen to be, that means that our reputation is preaching a message that this lost and dying world is listening to. I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who once said, glass, china, and reputation are easily cracked and never well mended. I remember a time that Missy and I, this has been many, many years ago, but a time Missy and I went out to eat after Sunday evening service. You know it was a long time ago because that's how long it's been since we've had Sunday evening service. But we went out many, many years ago after a Sunday evening service uh, out at a local restaurant and we were eating that night, hungry and fellowshipping with a couple of other people and the waitress was serving us and, and we could tell she had, a, she had a, 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 a downtrodden demeanor on her face and we knew she was tired and exhausted and she had had a rough evening and we asked her, hey, are you all right? What's... Something is bothering you tonight. What, what's going on? Because we, you know, we wanted to show that she cared. She looked at us. She said, I hate working Sunday nights. We said, why? Why, why do you hate work? I mean, you know, work is work. She said, but you don't understand. The Sunday night crowd is the roughest crowd we have all week. She said, people coming from church after Sunday night service come in here, they're grumpy and they're tired and, and they're, you know, they're, 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 they want their food and they're demanding. And she said, and, and to make to, the cherry on top is that they are lousy tippers when all is said and done. <laughs> you know, my wife and I left that restaurant that night saying to one another, Lord God, please don't let that ever be said about the people of ICC. Don't ever let that be said about the children of God at ICC. What is my point? My point is our reputation matters, church. The question is, is that what people are saying about the church today? God forbid. Our reputation is our personal witness. Our reputation serves as a reflection of who Jesus Christ is. So it is so important that we as children of God be aware that we wear the name of Christ. We wear the name of Jesus everywhere we go in everything we do. But the Bible says that we're to be people of good reputation in our community and that God can use and will use that good reputation in order to advance his heavenly kingdom. You see, what it comes right down to is 
Life is not of just what we were saying last Sunday. Life is not about us. Life is about others. Life is not about us. Life is about those who are around us. Why? Because we wear the name of Jesus. And there is no mightier name than the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Church, what a privilege. What an honor. What an opportunity to represent none other than not just a king, but the king of kings. Amen. Somebody give God praise in this house this morning. We represent the mightiest of the mighty. We represent the king of all kings. We represent the Lord of all lords. Friend, when Satan looks at us, he trembles because he knows the one in whom we have believed and he knows the one that the church serves today. Paul said in Romans 12 and 8, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live, what did he say? Peaceably with everybody. Why did Paul say that? Paul said that because we wear the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 3, 15 through 17 says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect. Disagree? Yes. Disrespect? No. Why? Because we wear the name of Jesus. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. What was Paul saying to us? Paul is saying to us that we should live lives that are so, so exemplify the character of Jesus Christ and serve such a reflection of who Christ genuinely and truly is that the world will look at us and they will know that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is real, that Jesus has been raised up from the dead from the hand of God himself, that there is a God who lives because the world can see him living in me and you. Somebody put your hands together and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Before we close this morning, let's take a look for the next five minutes at Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47. Let's read it again. The Bible says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord, notice what it said next. And the Lord did what? The Lord added. Say added. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Notice the pattern. They established a good reputation in the community for being real, for being authentic in their faith, not just talking the talk, friend, but walking the walk. They established, they cultivated a good reputation in their community. And what happened next? The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. What, is, what does it mean? That means what it should say to you and what it should say to me is that our reputation matters. Acts 5, 13 and 14, the Bible says, Yet none of the rest dared join them, talking about the early church, but the people esteemed them highly. And the believers were increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women. Now there are a couple of notable observations that I want to bring out before we pray this morning. One is this, the fact that they were in one accord. Do you understand that when we are in unity, and I'll tell you what, I feel like I believe that we are unified as a church today. Do you agree? I hope so. I believe that I feel like we are unified today as, the, as a body of Christ. 
And that unity is important because that unity as believers sends a message to this community and sends a message to our surrounding community that testifies that God is God at ICC. The fact that we are in one accord. The early, early believers, they were in one accord with one another. I didn't say they agreed on everything. I didn't say that. The Bible doesn't even say that. But what it does say is in the midst of their disagreements, they were committed to maintaining the unity of the body of Christ because they understood that their unity served as a testimony to a lost and dying world that Jesus Christ is real, that Jesus Christ is alive, and he is reigning over the church. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is unity. They were in constant fellowship with one another. I hear so many people, I want to brag on you just for a moment, okay? I hear so many people talk about how much they enjoy coming to ICC. And the reason, it's not because the preacher is such a good preacher. Sorry, Pastor Steve, it's not even because the singers are such good singers, and yes, they most certainly are. But they love, I hear this more than anything else, they love coming to ICC because when they come here, they feel loved and they feel accepted. And they're all, they always say this. They always say people are so excited to be there. Imagine that. Christians are excited about going, and going to church. Christians are excited about coming together to celebrate the name of Jesus. That's a testimony, friend. That's a reputation that we want the city of Frederick to know and experience about International Community Church. Secondly, they were in constant fellowship. Thirdly, the fact that they had been committed to the teachings of the apostles. Understand we are Bible-centered, Bible-based. If it goes against the Word, if it goes, this is the Bible in case you forgot what a Bible looks like nowadays. Everybody's got their Bibles on their phones and their iPads. I do too. I'm no exception. But if it's not based upon the Bible, if it's not based upon the Word of God, if it's not Word-centered, then we don't have anything to do with it because we know it's not blessed and honored by God. And I'm, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to meddle just one, one, one time, if you'll bear with me. Look, I understand that there is a lot of celebration about the homosexual lifestyle. Understand, we love the homosexual. God loves the homosexual. But I will stand here before you today and tell you because the word of God proclaims it. It's not what Todd said. It's what God said. Homosexuality is wrong. Homosexuality goes against the character of God. And that's all I'll say about it right now. But what I'm saying is we stand upon the word of the living God. Again, it goes along with pleasing God first. Because we know here at ICC that if we please God first, then we will please the right people. And if we please God first, we will displease the right people. Is that all right today? I sure hope so. If Pastor Steve will come and play softly on the keyboard today, John 13 and 35 Jesus said, by this, hear these words this morning before we pray, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
This is how the world knows we are disciples of Christ. When they're able to experience the love of Christ in our midst. Does God love the sinner? You better believe he does. If God didn't love the sinner, he would have never loved me. Because before I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, friend, I was a, I was a, best way to say it is I was a sinner. <laughs> I was a sinner lost and dying in my sins. Jesus could have judged me if he wanted to, but instead of judging me, he chose to love me instead. Instead of condemning me, Jesus welcomed me with open arms and let me make it very clear and very plain today. ICC loves sinners. Our arms are open to those who don't know who Jesus Christ is. Our arms are wide open with the love of the Lord, the same love that God demonstrated toward us and demonstrates toward us still every day of our lives. We are here to demonstrate it to this world who is in desperate need of a Savior. Just as desperate for a Savior as I was before I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. But may the world know we are disciples of Christ today by our love for one another. Will you please stand with me this morning as we go to the Lord in prayer? You see, Christianity wasn't exactly appreciated in the first century. It's growing more and more the case in the day that we are living in where what we stand for biblically is not going to be appreciated by the world. It's going to be challenged. It's being challenged right now. But understand, we are quickly coming to the place that calling ourselves believers in Christ is going to open us up to persecution. But these people had made up their minds that regardless of their circumstances, whether it was popular or disdained, they were going to please God first because they knew that if they pleased God, they were going to please the right people and they were going to displease the right people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for who you are. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you again for this wonderful group of young people who have accomplished some wonderful things academically in their lives. And they're coming to a place in their lives that they're entering into a new season. We pray your continual hand be upon them always. Let your word, Almighty God, serve as a lamp to their feet and a light to their path. Heavenly Father, God, we pray for all those today who are entering into a new season of life. I don't know who you are this morning. I don't know what season of life that you're going through, but you are getting ready to enter into a new season in life. I felt led of God's Spirit to have special prayer for you this morning right where you're standing. I'm not going to ask you to come forward today. But right where you're standing, if you'll say, Pastor Todd, I am getting ready to enter into a new season of life, and I want you to pray for me. Is that you? Will you just raise your hand, signifying that God bless these hands. Keep your hand up for a few more minutes so I can see you. You're entering into a new season of life, a season, a place that you've never been before, new territory. Amen. A lot of hands. I'm really surprised, actually, at the number of hands that have gone up. Church family, right now, can we agree together in the name of Jesus on behalf of these individuals? And let's pray for God's guidance and God's direction as they enter in to this new season in their lives. Will you help me pray? Pray out loud. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're believing you right now in the name of Christ that you will grant direction, oh God, that you will grant discernment. Lord, we are in need. We are standing in the need of prayer today of 
discernment, to be able to discern your leading in our lives. Lord God, that you will go before us and that you will take us by the hand and that you will show us the way. Lord God, we ask you that you will guide our footsteps. Guide our footsteps, Lord God. Lead us. Guard our steps that we will not stray away from your perfect will. No, God, we don't, we don't want, we don't want to settle today for your permissible will. God, we desire your perfect will in our lives. We desire your perfect will in our marriages, in our families, in our career choices. Lord God, as pastor of ICC, it is my heart's plea, my heart's desire that you will grant us your perfect will as your church that we will not step outside of your perfect will in any shape, fashion, or form. Direct our footsteps. You can see, God, what we cannot see. You know, God, what we cannot know. And we put our faith in you to take us, to gently and mercifully take us by the hand and go before us today and lead us in the way, Almighty God, that you would have us to go. Because, Lord, even though we don't have all the answers, <laughs> praise Almighty God, we know the one who does. How many can join with me in that testimony this morning? I don't have all the answers today, but I know the one who does. I don't have all the answers today, but I know the God of heaven who has all the answers for me. And we believe you today, God, that you're going to Give us those answers as we need them. And you're going to lead us in your way, in your direction. And you're going to anoint us to wear the name of Jesus in this lost and dying world in a way that when the world looks at us, it will serve as a testimony. It will serve as evidence that there is a God in heaven who is alive who is real and is exceedingly and abundantly more than enough to take care of his own. Thank you, God, for taking care of us. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us the way. And we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus and the church said, amen and amen. Go ahead and lead us in the song and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise. everybody. If you are here today and you would like to be prayed over, if you would like for me to anoint you with oil and lay hands on you, I'm fully vaccinated. I'd like to give you that, oppor that opportunity right now as they sing. You can come forward and I will be happy to lay hands on you and pray. Let's worship the Lord as they sing. Make all things new. 